In this beautiful gift of life, I don't want to miss out on living inspired and authentically. I want to get to the core of things and live in alignment with my most conscious and aware self. Welcome to The Core. I'm Dale Allen. These podcasts cover a myriad of subjects, but they are offered to help you get to your core. You can find me on the web at thecore.space, on Facebook at The Core with Dale Allen, and on YouTube under Dale Allen. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and follow. And now, let's get to the core. In this episode, I share an interview done by Melissa Small for her series, Essentially Savage. She interviewed Arden Donahue and I. Melissa had participated in a workshop that Arden and I offered, and we had a lot to talk about. You can find Melissa Small under her name on Facebook. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Essentially Savage. I have two guests today, ladies. I'm Arden Donahue, and I have a healing center in South Norwalk called the Sono Healing Collective, and I've been doing healing work, body work, and shamanic healing for over 25 years now. Amazing. Um, Also did many years of teaching yoga and holding groups. That's kind of how you and I met, Melissa. Yes, it is. This workshop that I did um, with, with you guys, Dale, this is the first time I get to meet you. Yes, we just are coming on the tail end on the other side of a six-week workshop that we did. My name is Dale Allen, Mm -hmm. and I am a veteran of corporate, commercial, and creative communications. I also wrote a one-woman show called In Our Right Minds, guiding women to their strength as leaders, leading men to strength without armor. That one-woman show came from a play I wrote called Dancers of the Dawn, which Arden was in. I've launched a new platform. It's called The Core with Dale Allen. My website is thecore.space. I have workshops listed. And the idea is really to live as authentically as we can while we're here. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so excited to have you both on here. I, again, did a six-week workshop with you ladies that was phenomenal. And I enjoyed myself so thoroughly. And it's a spiritual conversation that I don't get to have with, with everyone. And I feel like communities of women coming together is just incredibly powerful. And it could change the world, really. There it is. There it is. It's truly our blueprint is to live fully and authentically and creatively. All you have to do is look around in nature to see that life wants to live. It's relentless. It doesn't stop. It doesn't quit. Energy changes form. It never expires. That is what we're surrounded by. That's what we came into here. That is what our nature is. The only thing that gets in the way of this relentless expression of creativity bursting from one form into another is the human mind. The brain needs constant nourishment, nourishment to stay on the track. Like weeds in a garden, they just keep coming up unless we constantly nourish and retract those pathways in our brain for harmony with what's all around. Life bursting forth, life, creativity. And we talked yeah. about that in the deep dive in the workshop, the monkey mind. Everyone, doesn't matter who you are, how brilliant you are, everyone has the monkey mind that does its thing all the time. Our job in our higher consciousness is to recognize, oh, monkey mind, you're a tool. You're a tool. You're a tool, for, <laughs> right? For, for becoming more conscious, to recognize that thought doesn't serve me. Our habitual patterns, our habitual ways of being take a lot of attention to change. We have to really 
interrupt that program. We have to interrupt that pattern because the truth is I am divine. I am a queen. I am energy. And to recognize that divine blueprint, that higher self and bring that higher self more into this material realm, mm-hmm. becoming exactly. more conscious, more evolved. And it's not what happens to us. It's, it's how we deal with what happens to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like attitude is so much. And also I like, for some reason, the word like acceptance kind of of what is um, like the exciting stuff is exciting, but like the, the painful stuff is, is really beautiful in a way. And we avoid it like the plague though, don't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's- we avoid it like the plague and, and the invitation really is go into it, right? That's where the gold is. Go Absolutely. deep, feel that. Absolutely. 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 Coming into life, coming into being means that at all times, like a yin yang symbol, it's the light and the dark. While we are here, we will experience where things are flowing easily and we will see where things are sad or constricted. And so it's not like we will uh, be here and forever be free of where there is sorrow or constriction or fear or loss or anger, because those things, they're a part of life. As Arden also just said, it's making peace with that and saying, okay, wow, I definitely am feeling out of sorts about this. And to go deeply into the why of it in order to create the path of freedom. Mm-hmm. It's really a radical self-love practice. It's just loving ourselves within all of these layers right? We talked about the onion to the layers of the onion and mm-hmm. the spiral. We talked about that in the, in the workshop and you may visit certain themes and patterns and imprints and programs at, at different times in life and then revisit it again and revisit it again and become more aware and more aware. It's, you know, kind of how it works. Yeah. And, and another visual for that very thing is if you imagine a spiral going up, so imagine like a ribbon, a spiral going up, As we go around the spiral, we keep visiting the same patterns again and again and again. We come around the wheel. There's that pattern again. But each time you see we're at a higher frequency. Each time we're coming at that thing with better tools, more understanding, more consciousness. So indeed, it it will come around again, but we'll be more able to navigate it quickly. And then the challenges, they get even at a more ascended level. And we get the excitement of having a breakthrough at an even higher level. But you see the differences and the excitement about a challenge at an even higher level because you know that you're constantly progressing, not like, oh no, this is never supposed to happen again. I'm never supposed to be sad, mad, or angry. I I believe that we need each other. I have my team, Arden, and Arden with me helps me to see things that I can't see in myself. She, she helps me to go into places that I can't just, I just can't go on my own. We're all like that. We, we hold parts for each other that we need and you need to put your team in place. So Melissa, you doing this work that you're doing and kind of putting it out on the table that it's great to be setting up a team on the journey of constantly awakening or, you know, opening up is a good idea. I wouldn't want to do life without you. I mean, and we set it up that way. You're totally, we, <laughs> we set, set it up, it up, that, up way. that way to come in and be here together. And right. so many things. I want to say one more thing about the spiral too. Gosh, yes. When we revisit it and we re- revisit it, we hopefully understand it more, master it more in a way that we have that self-love. 
But also one of the things that happens too, as we do the spiral and it comes around again, is sometimes we'll have that really deep, profound, often painful, aha, of a memory, something childhood, something else that is now ready. It couldn't be seen before. It couldn't be expressed before. It didn't feel safe before. It wasn't ready. Then all of a sudden that like root, it'd be past life. Uh, childhood. Is like- you are absolutely right. As you go around that spiral, you might not be able to handle it this time around. You go around again, you can't quite handle it at this time around, but the more you expand, you finally get to that point, which is why it can be surprising if you've gone around the wheel a few times as I have, and you go this now, but yes, this now, finally, whatever is that root is, as Arden just said so poetically. It's not, it's not easy. That's why having compassion, having compassion for ourselves and others always, always, always is so important because it it's, can be hard and it can be scary. It can be painful to open up that door or that window and like look at, at stuff that the ego has so masterfully said, nope, nope, we're going to keep that way down there because this is where I'm comfortable. I don't want to look at that, feel that, think about that. I'm going to keep you safe and operating just within this bandwidth. And but right, that's not how we grow and expand. And especially at this time on the planet, this great awakening, this is the time for all of us who choose to heal all those lifetimes, to heal the personal karma. So now we're healing the collective karma and, and we are here for that purpose. That is why we are here. And Dale and I have always kind of framed it around, you know, heaven on earth, like creating heaven on earth. But the fact is we are, we are heaven on earth and the awakening to our divinity, the awakening to the truth of who we are is, is my work on the planet is to assist others in awakening to their own innate wisdom. Because like I, we talked about again earlier, um, you know, the answers are within you. The wisdom is within you. We've been programmed out of that mm-hmm. to give our power away, give our power away. The answers are outside of us. God is outside of us, you know, but that's all been false. Absolutely. It's been a long time that we believe that. Absolutely. But the fact that you guys are creating a space for, um, to, to, to hold space for people, because I feel like the first step in this is the noticing it's the hearing what actually comes out of your mouth. And wait a second, do I actually believe that? Like once we slow down and we're able to be home, a lot of us have been, you know, in quarantine and been isolated to examine patterns and people to see whether or not this works for us. And then I feel like the next step of that is, do you want to change? Right. And so that's finding the wisdom, finding the people, finding the book, finding the article, watching the video that speaks to you somehow. And then I feel like mastery comes in when you're able to apply those, that wisdom to your life. And I found looking at my patterns and my life, I have been given opportunities to either go to the next step or to stay in the knowing wisdom part of it, right? So it's like, okay, so when you're ready to apply the wisdom and become a master in that, then when people come into your life that maybe um, aren't for your highest good, you could say, no, thank you. Right on. That was really well said. And, and, And to develop the courage to speak up, to speak your truth, to say, no, thank you. Right. So many, so many of us, especially women, you know, be, I want to be nice. I want to be the good girl. You know, I don't want to make waves. Right. 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 
and you know, to have the courage to say, oh, I am, I am the queen of my life. I am the CEO of my life. I am the director of my life and, and to master our thoughts. Yes. But the, you know, awareness is absolutely the, the, the very first step. We don't heal alone. We heal together. Mm-hmm. We don't, we weren't created in a vacuum. We don't heal in a vacuum. We heal together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One of the other things is that um, if you are doing, creating what you love, so Arden, you were talking about how you, your sense of soul mission is to help others to, to grow. Everybody has a different kind of a, a blueprint. So when I think about this energy, this, this incredible energy of, of life, this divine energy that is us, it comes through us. We may be a, a healer, a teacher, a writer, an artist, a gardener. We may be a driver of a bus. We may be a, a mother. We may be a father. We may be whatever. But it's in whatever it is that is bringing us this flow of energy. It lifts us up and it lifts everybody else around us up. So I know that in my pathway, I had had this transformative experience of listening and hearing feminine pronouns for the divine, i.e. goddess, that word, and really resisting it and hating it. This is some time ago. I just didn't like it. I thought it was unnecessary. I thought it was kind of stupid. Because I had so much resistance, I dove deeply into that particular pronoun, goddess, and I went into the history, archaeology, anthropology, art, myth, psychology, history, everything. And I discovered how subjugated the feminine side of humanity had been, including any sort of level of the divine. And I realized the more I used the word goddess, the more I realized how deeply entrenched all the masculine pronouns were. Because I found that personally transformative, it was impossible for me not to share that transformation with others. The pathway in which I did it was to make a play because making a play for me was was fun and something joyful and something that I would have done spontaneously as a child. And it had been a long time since I was a child. And so I wrote this play and I did it for me. But by doing it for me, it ended up being something that was so positive and transformative for the audiences. The point of this entire dissertation is, listener, inside of you, there is something that you simply love, like a little kid, something that makes you go, I really like that. Don't ask yourself, well, how can I use this as a tool? Can I use this to teach others? How can I do, you know, can I use this to make money? Can I use this? Just do it. Do it because it feels really good. And if you're working another job, do it in your, do it on the side, do it in the middle of the night. Like I did for my one woman show. I had to work in the middle of the night. I called it my donut hours when nobody needed me, wanted me, or was, that's where I work. And that became my lifeline. So listener, you have this in you. You have something in you. If you do it, it will automatically lift you and everybody else up automatically because you're on fire. Everybody has this inside in some way. And that's, you know, we're here to bring that to the world. It's not for us. It is for the world. Even though, like Dale said, it's what she loved. It's what lit her up. And man, it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal play. It was a real door opener. And every time I have the courage to just go ahead and say, oh, I'll start this new thing, like this new podcast. I'm going through what I did when I wrote the play. I'm like, it's a lot of work. I'm putting it out there. I'm doing all of this. But lo and behold, in this little, you know, effort, 
you know, I just did an interview yesterday with the parliament of the world's religions. It just is like, it energy creates energy. And all you have to do is start with yourself, just like a little kid, just do it. And good things just happen. Indeed. We live in a vibrational universe. The great work is know thyself, love thyself, right? Yes. And um, recognize the truth of who you are. Absolutely. I just feel like maybe it's just the way that I grew up. I didn't give myself permission to have the audacity to be as bold as I wanted to. What I had to unlearn was um, a passive aggressive femininity to be pleasing. And basically it's just a way to be manipulative. (laughs) I mean, really, instead of just speaking your truth, honestly, as a partner or a friend and, and to just get to the point, it was like, Whoa, that's a lot. That's too much. Um, When really it's just enough. We, we um, recognize our woundedness because we may not be responsible for our wounds, but we are responsible for healing them and interacting differently recognizing the pattern and the behavior and then having the courage to say, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change that. I feel like a lot of women hold internal misogyny. Anytime somebody is diminished, I mean, this is a major cultural diminishment of the feminine, you know, a passive aggressive, because I can't just come out and say what it is that I need or want or, or feel right. very important to heal that. That's part of this whole goddess work. I use the word goddess as like an an archetype. It's an inward image in the human psyche. It exerts a powerful influence on the nature of an individual and in turn on the larger culture. So I'm not about a religion. I'm not promoting a religion. It's something that encompasses every religion you could possibly conceive of, or, you know, whether you're an atheist or not, we live in a culture where the archetype of the, of the Godhead is, we all know that one very well. It's everywhere. And we're very comfortable with the uh, pronoun uh, for God being he, right? And whether, again, whether even if you're an atheist, it's around you, it's everywhere. You start using the pronoun for the deity as she, and it feels weird. It just, it feels uncomfortable. So to your point, Melissa, it becomes like an inner misogyny because that is the way that all hierarchies work. The oppressed end up taking the thought forms of the superior uh, hierarchical level and turning it against themselves. That's how it works. That's how oppression works. Exactly right. But it does take the oppressed to redefine itself. Funny thing about male and female is we are all both. Mm-hmm. We are all the, both of those energies. And whatever gender you're showing up in, and this is for men, women, all genders, because mm-hmm. now people are really showing up and embracing their authenticity, which mm-hmm. I think is beautiful. It's like we're fish swimming in a fishbowl. This is back to your point, Melissa. It's like we're fish in a fishbowl. And we don't realize that we're in a fishbowl called patriarchy. Not one of my favorite words, but it is accurate. So it's like you don't even know how deeply in it you are until you start examining it. Absolutely. And right on. Uh, and, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Arden. No, I was just going to say it's, it's just such important information and to be talked about and to bring it into consciousness. And I was just going to say that I speak of God as source or creator and, and, and in, in the universe, Everything has gender, masculine and feminine, like Dale was saying. We all have that. We all, it's, it's an energy. And the creator source divine principle, to me, is feminine. The creator, like women, with our round bellies of giving birth, you know, to me, the creator who created all that is, is a feminine energy. Not a woman, but a feminine energy, because to me, the creator is a feminine energy, but a 
to add to that, to diminish the feminine, we're portals for life. Are you kidding me? We are portals for souls and we're second class citizens. That sounds so silly. It's so silly. And I just refuse to believe it. <laughs> I refuse. It's going on the dynamic has been going on for a long, 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 long time. But I think before that, and Dale can speak to this so articulately, the matriarchal communities, the, 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 the goddess, when she was, you know, pre-verbal, right? Before the alphabet, before the written word, you know, the goddess was very much alive on the planet. Yes. That was part of the whole in our right minds thing, uh, which is the, the one woman show after the cast of seven women. But indeed, 90% of our history is hunter-gatherer history, 90%. We only count history after the written word. Because of this way that we have come to prize the left hemisphere, the written word, we literally start our history, start telling the story from when the first things were written down. Yes, we're aware of hunter-gatherer history, and yes, we'll find you know artifacts from 35,000 years ago and the, the they're all women, by the way. But we tend to just look at the beginning with the written word and the first written words, the very, very first ones, which come out of Sumer, talk about this elaborate marriage ceremony of Inanna and Dumuzi. It's completely erotic and absolutely beautiful. And the entire community is celebrating that Inanna is marrying Dumuzi. And there's going to be this incredible sex and Demuzi is going to come plow her fields. I mean, it's really beautiful. And that was the first text. Very quickly, and it, out of Mesopotamia also, for example, you start to see the shift. Um, the women of former days took two husbands, but the women of today, if they attempt to do this, must be stoned to death. That's the Mesopotamian law code. So that's with the written word, it all starts to shift. And we've been in this shift in ourselves and in culture where the masculine is the is above the feminine it's a complete hierarchy the feminine energies have been subjugated in all of us in men and women so it's really up to all of us men and women to start to embrace those feminine qualities so we need to champion them within ourselves for our sons and for our daughters for everybody we need to embrace and uplift the feminine for the healing of everybody we happen to be in female bodies so there's even an extra oomph to it all and an important that was so well said i want to, i want more about the goddess i want to hear more i want, i hope you do more productions if you're called to do that please but one of the other conversations here is earth mother earth is a living spirit gaia and we are so intimately connected to her. She she loves us. We love her. It's a it's a simpatico relationship, and we both we depend on. She literally depends on us to have these conversations and to help her ascend and to to move out of those um, ways. We harm the feminine. We harm children. We harm women. We harm the earth. You know, move, we must move away from these behaviors, thoughts that are violent, and we must protect mother, and we must protect the children, we must protect women, and men need to be fully on board with that. And I know we've made some progress there, but this time that we're in now, I feel like it's really important for this these conversations to really recognize like the history and what Dale was just saying and 
and really recognize the truth of who we are and really recognize that earth is a living being and that we are so intimately connected to nature that nature is generic God. Nature does inform us. Nature is the ultimate healer. And to really start to reconnect with the sacred, reconnect with the indigenous, with the ancient, we are all one thing. And if I harm you, I'm harming myself. If I harm myself, I'm harming you. If I harm the earth, I'm harming humanity. And to really have some upgrades around the connectivity. Yes. And it's already happened. In other words, that state of balance, that state of of completion, that state of perfection, that state of that thing that would have been called God, if you can conceive of something absolutely sublimely perfect, if it was a place, it would be heaven, heaven on earth, right? Paradise, God, perfection. If you can conceive of it, the reason you can conceive of it is because you are that. At the same time, at the same time, you are becoming that. Therefore, the thing we would call God is becoming and complete at the same time, just as we are becoming and complete at the same time. So it's a matter of the focal length of the lens out of which you look. We have this world that we're all living in. One frequency dial over and all you see is perfection and harmony in all creatures, including all humans. In one particular dimension, no one is wounded. There's no ongoing patterns of wounding. There's no, the children are born and wounded and go on to wound. That exists. The frequency dial that we're in is this one. And it's very present because we are in this for a reason, a good one, that we've come in to experience becoming. So we're in this compelling situation, which seems so urgent and that we've got to just progress and we've got to grow and we're doing it for a reason. I'm not judging because it's happening. But I also remember that simultaneously, with one dial switch over, it's already complete. It's perfect. It's done. That is absolute, absolute truth. And and really what's happening, the invitation is remember who you are. Remember, that's why the wisdom's already within you. The knowledge, all of it is already within you. We're remembering. We are remembering. And so as I remember and you remember and you remember and you remember, right? Everything's connected. That dial gets tuned more and more. It's like the hundredth monkey. The more people remember, the more people who will remember. The more people who listen to these conversations, the more we have these conversations, the more people will remember. And that's really what this time is about, remembering. Absolutely. And ladies, I want to do this all day. I do. Me too. This is how we how we live, right? Absolutely. Yes, we're all walking each other home. Absolutely. And it's just such good energy. It's just a higher vibe. It's a different kind of conversation. I feel like if people are ready, like it's here. It's here. And it's with these ladies for sure. <laughs> you know, I want to give everyone out there an invitation to enjoy your life. Oh, permission. Oh my God. Permission. Sign my permission slip. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Keep it simple. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. Love yourself. Enjoy your life. And if you want to have a conversation, I'm here. Dale's here. And um, we're here. Thank you all, everyone. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye, guys.